Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hello. You, what are we doing here? What are you doing? What 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 am I doing? Hello. <laughs> um welcome to Fake It with Alexa Ace. I'm Alexa Ace. Um, but if you know me, you can call me Ace. If you don't know me, you can just still call me Ace. And um, I am currently constantly going through an identity crisis, and that's the foundation of why we're starting this podcast, okay? Um, but really, Fake It is my new podcast about the trials and tribulations of faking it till you make it, whatever that means. But we're going to go ahead and just start with the definition. So by definition, the term fake it till you make it says this. Fake it till you make it is an aphorism, which suggests that by imitating confidence, competence, and an optimistic mindset, a person can relate those qualities in their real life and achieve the results they seek. So I'm a 28-year-old content creator based in Oklahoma City, and um, I grew up with a single mother and a... <laughs> super distant convict daddy. In my notes here, I wrote distant convict father, but convict, convict daddy, that's just, actually no, his name is Giovanni and he made it up. We'll get there. But both my parents were entrepreneurs at a young age. My mom had me at 19 and um, my parents got divorced at 24. My dad's a piece of shit, as we already know. I lived primarily with my mom um, and visited my dad every other weekend until he dipped. So my dad left my mom bankrupt at age 25, and I basically saw her rebuild herself the majority of my entire life. I saw her put on a brave face when she didn't want to. And so she always taught me this phrase. Like I remember being like eight years old and hearing her say this before walking out the door or telling me this before a recital. She would always say, shoulders back, chin up, chest out, which means Walk into the room confident, no matter what, even when you don't want to. So to me, shoulders back, chin up, chest out is basically the same definition and the same feeling as the term fake it till you make it. I've sat on this podcast since at least January. So I have another podcast called Women of Music by Gold Hand Girls. Gold Hand Girls is my multimedia media company. And um, over there, I started a podcast that is essentially about highlighting females in the music industry. This podcast is going to be a little bit different. Um, it's going to be a lot more personal and a lot more I don't fucking know. Like, it, like it's just like a lot more anything and everything. And if I'm being honest, I'm kind of in the trenches of my life right now in some way, in some ways, because I just got out of a five-year relationship that was very toxic. And during that five-year relationship, I smoked weed literally from morning to morning to night to night to... I just never stopped smoking weed, ever, until this past year, which I still do, but I've calmed it down a lot, and in the 10 months that I've been single for the first time in five years, which really is like the first time in seven years, but also we'll get there, um, I'm like, who the fuck am I? What the fuck has happened the majority of my 20s? How do I not repeat that? How do I do better? How do I make sure I do better? So this podcast in a lot of ways is going to not only hold me accountable, but just be a consistent form of this is what I'm going through 
no matter what relationship I'm in, okay? So hopefully I never lose myself again. And if I do, at least we'll do this together, you and me, whoever you are, wherever you are. And um, I got your back if you got mine, okay? So I've sat on this podcast for a long fucking time, at least since the day I broke up with my ex-boyfriend, aka January 5th of 2023. At first, I thought I was going to call this podcast Sativa Slut because I've been in the cannabis industry the last three years, and it's just a cute name my friend and I came up with together, and honestly kind of has its own cute brand behind it, being Sativa and Slut and wanting to flip that on its, you know, head and own the term slut and own the term sativa. But then I realized it's all fun and games, like that's so fun and cute, and I'm totally a stoner, but I'm not a slut. And I also don't even smoke Sativa. Wait, (laughs) Um, guys, that's my washer. You know when washers do the washer thing? My washer does the washer thing all the time, except actually (laughs) if you go, if you go to my TikTok, you'll see that my washer was broken for like a month and um, I tried to fix it with a wrench and um, turns out I don't really know how to work a wrench very well. Again, these are all new single girl things I'm learning how to do. And so my washer didn't work for like two two months. And um, I don't even want to admit this. I don't even want to admit this, but this is my truth right now. Therefore, I've been going to my mom's house to do my laundry and I've been sleeping on, it gets worse, it gets worse. I've been sleeping on a, like a Target knit blanket the last, ever since my washer's been broken. <laughs> but then, of course, my mom comes over yesterday and um, she's like, well, why don't we just, you know, try, are you sure? Like, she's like, she's like, like banging it a few times. Like, are you sure? And I'm like, yeah, I swear it doesn't work. Like even me, me and my little sister tried to make the washer machine work. And she's like, okay, let's just turn it on hand washables. Let's just sit there. Let's just sit here and make sure it doesn't work. What the fuck does it do? It starts fucking working. And so that loud ass washer machine right now, I'm actually so excited about. And I need to shut up about. But that's just part of this, okay? Like that's literally part of this. Even in my relationship for five fucking years, you start to realize, you know, your habits, where you're, what you're good at, what you're not good at, and where you want to do better in. And laundry has never been one of my best things. I wish I had someone to do my laundry. I wish my mom would still do my laundry. I wish it still smelled the same as when my mom did my laundry. You know what I mean? Okay, God, I started this podcast in January. The washer's going to get louder. Nope, I didn't start the podcast in January. I started planning for the podcast in January. And it was going to be called Sativa Slut. And yeah. And then I'm just, like I said, I'm not a slut. And I don't really smoke sativa. I'm an indica girl, like strictly. Like if you literally know me, I'm indica hybrid, high on the terps. <laughs> so yeah. Um, but then after a mm, seven, eight or eight month run of extreme turbulence in my life this past year, I was watching the Kardashians and I saw Kris Jenner say, if there's anything I've taught my girls... It's to fake it till you make it. And I was like, and that's my fridge. (laughs) And I was like, oh my fucking God, that's it. Fake it till you make it. I'm going to call the podcast fake it till you make it. And then I was like, no, we just, no, that's just, that's just too much. Let's call it fake it. Because again, just like shoulders back, chin up, chest out, 
watching Chris Jenner say, if there's anything I've taught my girls, it's to fake it till you make it. Like, I think it's a mindset a lot of us are in kind of all the fucking time, all the time. And in fact, I made a little note in my notes to say, dear listeners, literally open up the notes app in your iPhone or your phone or whatever, and start to take note of how many people reference faking it till you make it. Like just in the last, what is today? Oh my God, today's November 1st. Happy November 1st. Um, Just since August to now, there's like 15 people that like references I have. That's like, anyways, so that's why it's called fake it because I'm in this era of my life where I'm rebuilding. I'm rebuilding and rebuilding and rebuilding. And I've been through the identity crisis. I'm in the identity crisis and I stand proud in the identity crisis because I would rather be like, okay, what the fuck is going on going on around me rather than to like know every single detail of everything all the time and that's just too much control and I'm just not that level of like OCD put together yet maybe I don't know I don't know so I also typically have a very limited filter I've been in the music industry the last 10 years really like the last 20 years since I was like eight no I mean kind of but anyways the favorite, our favorite word in the music industry is fuck. My favorite word in the entire world is fuck. So I'm going to say fuck it, fake it, fuck, 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 fucking, fucking, fuck, 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 wiener, fuck, shit, balls, goddamn. That's just how I talk. And I needed to say that um, before we get too far into this too, right? Okay, so fake it till you make it is is a strategic phrase that you can use to work through your fears and be the person you've always wanted to be. It's like a secret weapon. So for example, I failed speech in college more than once. Like what? I literally hated, still do, the idea of talking in front of people. Yeah, and I still do. But in 2020, I started the podcast Women in Music and literally it was like either I show up to the mic or I don't. What the fuck am I going to do? Let my fears get the best of me rather than have this awesome opportunity of meeting new people and doing something I'm deeply passionate about, which is talking to women about their careers and their lives and and inspiration. No. So I showed up nervous as fuck. Not even going to lie. I took a few shots before some of the first episodes. You can kind of tell. And um, I got through it. Literally after like the fourth episode, I was like, wow, okay. One note is my heart is probably going to race the entire time my podcast, no matter what, because that's just who I am. So let's just accept that and put that to the side. Second off, this is kind of fucking awesome. Once you get past hearing your voice back and once you get past mm, people judging like every lick that you like every sound, like all that bullshit, (laughs) then you just kind of get over it. So yeah, I failed speech in college more than once and I don't love talking in front of people, but podcasting is different because like, for example, right now it's 1230 PM on a Wednesday. My windows are open. The sun is shining. I'm in my room completely alone. My living room completely alone. Coffee right here. My cat's asleep. The washer going. I'm cozy. I'm crisscross applesauce. Like, this is good for me. This is how I'm good at having conversation. And I couldn't let that small fear of talking in front of people get in my way. And I still won't. However, I have had to fake it 
till I've made it, make it, making it, becoming it. What? Yeah. Honestly, the word becoming can be exchanged for the term faking it too, or like fake it. Because when you're faking it, you're just stepping into a more confident version of yourself. So another example from my personal life of faking it till I make it is forcing myself through, how do I say this? How do I say this? How do I say this? Mm, ah. Forcing myself through meetings with a bunch of, like, I'm just going to be honest, with a bunch of, and like most of the time, only men that looked at me like a piece of meat and not an entrepreneur. This is the cannabis industry. It's kind of similar in the music industry, but not as extreme. The cannabis industry is definitely the worst type of um, manipulation and uh, what's the word? Um, misogyny. Cannabis has the most misogyny I've ever experienced out of any out of anything I've worked in, these men at this meeting, they help pay my bills. So I knew that going into these meetings, they were looking at me like a piece of fucking meat. I was the only girl in the room. I wasn't sitting at the head. There were only men sitting at the heads of the tables, always. My partner at the time did not stand up for me as a woman. And in fact, way more than once, one, two, three, four, five, six, eight, nine, ten times, there have been men in the cannabis industry or even in the music industry around me that have talked so much shit or have been so derogatory towards women that I just am like, get me out of here. I don't want to be here. I don't want to be here, but I have to be here. And in those situations, I think you're faking it. I was at that meeting because those guys, my clients and I, we created good business together. Therefore, we made good money together, but by no means did I want to be there. If I had my way, I'd be in bed, far as fuck away from the patriarchy, probably on Instagram talking shit about the patriarchy. And no, no, that's not what I got to do. Instead, the last three years, I've shut the fuck up and I've gone to those meetings sick. I've gone to the meetings pissed off. I've gone to the meetings even though I really didn't fucking want to. And yeah. So the second I left my house to go to those meetings, I knew I was faking it, right? That is faking it till you make it because they're paying my bills. I'm getting collaborations because of this opportunity. And if I didn't show up, it probably wouldn't have happened. So of course, now in that situation, I had to find a way to maneuver out of the toxicity so that I could remain authentic to myself and to my business. But that's just another really great example, just like failing speech of faking it till you make it, failing speech and starting a podcast, being an entrepreneur, having to go to meetings with only men. Can we modernize it? Can we modernize this phrase, fake it till you make it? And can we modernize not the word fake, but the term faking it or fake it? Because we're not talking about being fake. We're not talking about being fake. Being fake does not get you very far in life. Being fake is being the opposite of who you are. Faking it till you make it is showing up as the best version of yourself when you don't want to be there. I don't know how else to say it other than that. Um, and again, that's why I wanted to start with the definition because I think that in the definition it says, you know, you have to imitate confidence, competence, and an optimistic mindset. And then it's kind of like the law of attraction. As soon as you start to realize that you have to act a certain way and be in a certain mindset, like not be super depressed all the time, not be super anxious all the time. Like you have to trick yourself into a mindset that's high functioning and it works, I think at least. And there are a lot of studies that show that it works. Um, featuring my washer again, let's just, okay. I'm gonna take a coffee break while my washer, <laughs> yeah.
a little bit of ASMR. Do you guys like ASMR? I'm not an ASMR per, like girly. I'm trying to not say girly, but I love the word girly. Anyways, I'm not really an ASMR girly. Are you an ASMR girly? I would love to know. But talking like this is kind of fun. It's kind of hot. It's kind of like really focused. And I'm kind of into it. But anyways, <clears throat> do you guys believe in the law of attraction? I just got off the phone with my best friend and we were talking about this. And she was like, yeah, fucking of course I do. In some ways, it's kind of like the same thing as God. And you know what I love about being an adult? I love being, <laughs> we're not going to get into this right now either, but I love having different opinions with your best friends and finding the common ground. So my friend and I were talking about the law of attraction and I totally believe in the law of attraction. And again, that's kind of what fake it till you make it is. It's like you have to visualize what you want to become and then you have to act as if you already have it or act as if you already are her or go into those meetings and act like you're a boss ass bitch and the misogynistic comments don't get in your way and they don't affect your emotions or that you can get on the podcast and you can speak as clearly as possible and you didn't fail speech in college more than once. Putting yourself in the situation to act as if the best thing could happen is a way of life, is a constant practice, is a constant battle. And um, I wanted to briefly mention this book called Steal Like an Artist by Robert Cleo. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, Robert Cleon. I hope it's Cleon. I love the Kings of Leon. Oh my God. So I've been to like seven shows. They're probably one of my favorite bands in the world. Actually, they are. They are one of my favorite bands in the world. Okay. Anyways, I obviously have ADHD. This book called Steal Like an Artist by Robert Cleon is a New York Times bestseller. And um, the author immediately cautions that he doesn't literally mean steal. Like we're not going to steal a fucking painting, Thomas Crown. But instead, he means to study to credit, to transform, to remix, or to mash up like an artist. Um, in quotes, he says, creative work builds on what comes before, what came before, and thus nothing is completely original. Sometimes you have to create, remix, and mash up better versions of yourself to get through situations and that's okay. So it's like if you need to have this like A and B version of yourself and B is the super outgoing more confident version of yourself that you can snap into when you need to because it gets you what you need but it also is healthy for you I think that's okay um and speaking of stealing like an artist that b side of you you have to create her so that's where the artistry comes in sometimes you have to create like I said create remix mash up better versions of yourself how do you do that you take inspiration from what's around you. Take inspiration from muses around you. Because having that extra version of yourself that you practice and that honestly kind of holds your hand when you're as low as you possibly can be isn't weird, I think at least. I mean, I was even listening to a podcast this morning about like, we all have different versions of ourselves and different sides of ourselves. And like, when I look at me from three years ago, I don't really recognize her. I don't really relate to her because I was in one of the darkest moments of my life. And I think a lot of us can relate coming out of 2020. And I think a lot of us can even more, um, more so relate on like, what the fuck happened before 2020? Aren't we all rebuilding ourselves after that? Like everything changed. Everything as we know it changed, at least I think. So 
having these different facets of yourself, including like the social side and the quiet side and the artistic side, you know, it takes balance and it takes balance to be successful, I think, in life. You can't just be down all the time. You can't just put yourself in your house featuring washer. You can't just put yourself in your house and be sad and stay in your misery and stay in your grief and stay in your comfort and hope that things are going to get better because there's a world out there and there are people out there. And kind of one of the core of kind of one of the core of my beliefs is that we're here to do something bigger than ourselves because there are so many people in this world. Why just focus on you? But isn't that like, that's how life is kind of backwards. It's like, you have to focus on you as fuck. My mic is being clicky. Oh shit. Pause. And we're back. The staticky thing was happening. I still don't even really know how to produce my own podcast. I've had producers in the past, but what I was saying is, isn't it weird how life, wait, two things. I'm, I am producing this podcast, executive producing. And then what I was saying is, isn't it weird how like the older you get, the more you realize like life is about giving, but in order to give, you really have to focus on yourself and build a self routine and rituals that match the best version of yourself. Because if not, then you become way too consumed with your own life and your own worries and your own just your own ecosystem that you completely forget you're here to do something bigger. And like I was saying, success takes both the introvert and the extrovert. It takes balancing both the introvert and the extrovert. And that shit's not easy, especially when you're a neurodivergent as fuck or when you're depressed as fuck or when people die. Like, it's not easy to balance life when people die. It's not funny but it's kind of funny because it's like, oh my God, we all go through this and we all have experienced grief in some way or we, or you haven't yet. And if you haven't, um, may the Lord be with you and also with you. Yeah, it's just life. In all seriousness, when grief does hit you, your life fucking changes and you realize what you need to prioritize and you realize, you know, going back to relationships, relationships, like I said at the very beginning of this, like even when you move in with someone, you start to realize that your bad habits, they don't get you anywhere good. Like if you're the person who doesn't do laundry and you're in a relationship with someone who's super clean, that, it's just not, that's not good for them to be living in an environment where, you know what I mean? So this podcast is going to be about balancing. It's going to be a constant give and take in what my life is, what I've experienced, um, thanks for my perspective and bringing on some friends, of course, hopefully some cool guests in the future. Who knows? You know, I don't really fucking know other than I need a place where I can be 110,000% myself because things happen. And I've just recently reached 10,000 minutes of meditating in the last three years, which means about 40 hours a year in silence, not to brag. It's a low-key brag, but not to brag. What I'm trying to say is without this meditation, I think I would still be stuck in the mindset of grief um, and of confusion and of honestly gaslighting and uh, be a product of my environment rather than be more in control and seeking out ways to heal myself and to, to um, better communicate who I want to be, who I'm becoming and how we can relate. And above all, I wanna relate. I'm a big sister. And um, this is where I will get emotional real quick because my therapist, all therapists, actually no, just my recent one, said, 
I have a big sister complex and it's fucking true. I want to be a good example, even though I haven't been. Like I fucking haven't been. I've, yeah, yeah. I've been, but I have, but I have at the same time. And it's hard to say these things out loud because I want to be like, I've been a bad example because I've done bad things. And my sister, my little sister and my mom have had to pick me up from the hospital. But at the same time, I've done amazing things and I've gotten to fucking argument with Lady Gaga in front of 15 people and, and was not nervous whatsoever. It's, it's just like a constant give and take as long as you're trying to do better. Faking it is trying to do better. So I could just keep breaking this statement or this phrase down, fake it till you make it, because it's honestly so cool. Like, I'm so into inspiration. I'm so into muses. I want to know what inspires you. I want to find inspiration together. Who are you? Like I said, where are you? How can we relate and grief and vulnerability and happiness and positivity and meditation? How the fuck can we do better for each other? Because I've been really fucking alone the last three years and I've only been out of a relationship the last 10 months. So I'll let you do that math. But in being alone and in extreme isolation, I haven't really even seen my friends since like July. And even then I haven't seen the majority of my best friend, like I, like since the beginning of this year, if that. Being in isolation has taught me how much people matter and we're a community. If you're listening to this, you're probably a part or I don't know. I hope you're still here. Who, whoever you are, thank you for being here. I don't know. I'm excited. <laughs> Let's just say that. I'm excited as fuck. Join me as someone who has failed speech in college, who has, who hates talking in front of people, who has started more than one business, failed more than one business. I'm a big sister. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an artist. And um, I also want to be your friend. So let's fake it together. We got this. Life is going to continue to throw obstacles at us, but we can do it. So <laughs> I don't even know how to end this other than I'm just really excited. And I hope that you understand that I want this to be a place of no judgment because it's a place of self-discovery. It's a place of identity crisis. It's a community of, I need someone to be here for me. Where are you? Who are you? And again, let me be there for you. And together, I guess we'll just fake it till we make it, huh? We'll show up, nervous, shitting our pants, heart racing, nearly mute because we're like, whoa, oh God, what are we doing in life? I don't think any of us know. Okay, like I don't think any of us know. So again, that little note that I told you to put in your phone earlier, start to notice how many people are faking it and it will make you feel a lot less fucking alone. Lastly, I wanna say I am going to try to make this consistent and as consistent as possible, but I am ADHD as fuck and sometimes I might not hit that mark, but I'm going to do my fucking best. So no judgment. Again, all community, all honesty, <laughs> sex, drugs, and rock and roll. I love the gays. I am a gay. I'm going to go drink some coffee, even though I just took my Adderall. <laughs> all right. I love you guys. Um, make sure to like and subscribe, please. Don't forget because that just helps me as a brand new baby podcaster with my brand new baby podcast and hopefully we can grow this into something much more together Mwah. bye